Welcome to the Trillium Flowcast, a podcast sharing expertise and insights on engineered valves, pumps, and actuators across power, oil and gas, general industry, and water and wastewater sectors. Tune in and learn what it's like to have the confidence you want through every stage of the life of your operation. Welcome to this premiere episode of Flowcast by Trillium Flow Technologies. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk, and today we're kicking off this new podcast series with Trillium CEO David Parody, who's going to share what you can expect to hear on Flowcast, namely thought leadership, sector innovation, and use cases that'll help you, our listeners, understand what makes Trillium different. David, welcome. Shelby, thank you. It's great to be here. Well, so uh, Trillium Flow Technologies, they serve customers in a lot of sectors, uh, critical sectors such as power, oil and gas, uh, water and wastewater, and then just general industry. So, David, tell me how you began your career in the flow control industry and how you found your way to Trillium. Oh, boy, what a, what a journey it's been, Shelby. Uh, let me say, and, and uh, I'm not sure I can think back that far, but uh, <laughs> I was uh, I went to school at Texas A&M. I studied mechanical engineering, and I went through a co-op program, and I had an opportunity to uh, co-op with a company in Houston for, for a couple semesters, and the name of that company was um, Keystone International, uh, mm-hmm. which was in the valve business back then, and um a few co-op terms there, and um, I never looked back. Just have always stayed in the industry after graduating, and and then going on and doing my MBA. And you know, I thought about leaving the industry at times, but you kind of it gets in your blood, and you never leave. It's it's a great industry to to be a part of. Yeah, well, you know the the flow control that sector. You know, it faces challenges, and and in energy markets that you serve, uh, there are certainly challenges there. Some are. Some of those challenges are brand new with integrating emerging technology, and, and some are as old as the industry itself. So I, I know this kind of is a large question, but what are the primary challenges that the sector faces? And, and really, what's keeping engineers, facilities managers, and, and, and CEOs up at night? You know, that the industry has really, really changed uh, over the years and, and it's really progressed as a few things have, have, have happened. And first, you know, processes. Um, and what I mean by that is that the processes that provide the applications that our products go in have really changed over the years. So we're a very diverse company. We we provide uh, products in, in nuclear and refining and water and wastewater and quite a bit in mining, uh, chemical and petrochemical. So you can imagine Imagine in each of those industries over the years, their processes and, and how they do things have changed. Mm-hmm. And we've had to adapt to that. And um, so if it's from a technology standpoint, such as pressures, materials, what's flowing through valves and pumps, you know, very complex things like two-phase flow and very high temperatures, or very low temperatures like cryogenics, those things have all continued to advance over the years. And it's made, it's, it's made um, quite a bit of a challenge. Uh, or created a challenge for us uh, in the industry because we need to uh, serve our customers and be able to help those processes perform well um, and and be safe. And so, obviously, we've had to advance with them. And 
And then next, um, there's been greater, greater focus on things like safety, reliability because of the complexity of these systems. Uh, and we've grown with that and, and had to respond and, and adapt. And, and great companies um, like ourselves have been, been able to do that. And, you know, I could I could continue to list others, but probably the last one that, that I would just mention broadly is the globalization of our end markets uh, and our supply chains and just our, our own manufacturing base in general has really uh, been a change over the last 20 years and um, really started um, in the very early 90s and, and continues today uh, where we where we saw, you know, our primary end markets uh, being uh, North America uh, and Western Europe back in the back in the 90s and, and early 2000s shift to the Middle East and then now the Far East and and all these markets are important to us. So there's just been quite a bit of change. Well, I know that Trillium is you know, a very global company. I mean, there's uh, you have a lot of locations. I want to come back to the issues that uh, that we're facing, but um, because the industry is globalizing and and there is so much you know, basically territory to cover how has trillium kind of adjusted to that and been able to serve customers in all different markets oh great question you know, we're we're very fortunate our portfolio is made up of, of brands and products. Some have been around for, for over 100 years. And, um, and because of that, we have a lot of great know-how, but we also have, you know, footprint and, and manufacturing and service capabilities around around the world. And, um, you know, that, that developed and evolved with time. And so uh, we operate plants in, in North America. We operate plants in in Western Europe, uh, in, in, in India, in China, and in South Korea. And uh, because of this global manufacturing base we have, we're really able to adapt to local needs and, and, and local markets. And then, and then, of course, we supplement that with uh, local teams, both um, commercial teams. Uh, we're very consultative in our, our sales approach. Uh, so we put people on the ground um, in these regions that really understand customers' processes and applications and are able to apply our products. Uh, then we also have um, service organizations that are either in country or can be deployed very quickly um, from somewhere in the world to, to support our customers. So, you know, for Trillium, it's, it's very important. You know, we really try to prioritize the customer. The, the valve and pump industry for some time has um, struggled to be consistent in, in delivering customer service. And that's just because of the fragmented nature of of what we do and the applications we serve and and the uh, expanse of our supply chains. But part what has been core to our strategy, especially over the last three years, has been to really deliver on customer promises. And that starts uh, with engaging uh, with customers on a very local basis to understand their needs and then meet meet those needs. Right, right. I guess speaking of the globe and and the the challenges that uh, that we're facing. I mean, we're going to tackle a lot of different issues in future episodes, but uh, you know, right now a um, a concern is sustainability. I mean, that's an important conversation that's that's becoming center stage. So, how is sustainability both a challenge and an opportunity for energy companies? And and, and you know, how is Trillium 
contributing to that solution. Shelby, another another great uh, topic and one that's really near and dear to to my heart. And it's it's great just to see society in general tackling this this issue. And and um, I believe companies like ours are, are really starting to get progressive. And you know, one of the greatest opportunities I think it starts with the products that we provide and the just the inherent designs of them um, to make them as sustainable as possible. Which means. An example that I can give you is um, we manufacture large pumps that go into uh, refining type processes, and those pumps take a lot of energy to run traditionally. So we've really been focused on improving efficiency so that it takes less energy to to run those pumps in a facility. And then valves, we do the same thing. You know, the, the simpler design, the fewer the parts, the, the better they perform, um, the less impact they will have have and you know both both from a safety you know for many reasons we can think about you know the impact on the environment we can think about how our products interact with with people from a maintenance and safety standpoint and it's just really important for us to make sure that um, as we develop our products and manufacture our products they are in the inherently uh, sustainable to the extent they can be. And, and you know, we, and, and the way we view that is we benchmark uh, ourselves versus our peers um, and make sure that we're offering the greatest value to the customer. And part of that uh, equation, value equation, is the sustainable nature of our products, the energy that, that it takes to to uh, use them and to maintain them, and then also how they um, interact with the people that have to operate them. Well, I'm glad you um, you know went into some of the specifics of how Trillium's trying to contribute to that solution. It's you know it's easy to to say that you know we're we're uh, very concerned about sustainability, but not really offer a lot of uh, you know brass tacks. But uh, being able to to definitively say that you know we're trying to make things more efficient because these uh, this sector I mean it's uh, you know operating these valves and and you know these pumps it requires a lot of energy and so being able to create the I guess the the most elegant uh, solution and parts to it that's that's important right. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we, we haven't stopped at the product itself. We also uh, have really focused on our operations and, you know, we're still early in our journey, but um, let me give you a few examples there. What, what we've done, you know, we, we do manufacture uh, metal parts and, and um, you know, we use energy to uh, produce our products, but we also want to be really smart about how we do that. And, you know, I'm a, personal believer in very much very much a mixed energy solution for the globe. There's not one ideal answer. Um, and so we're taking a very similar approach in, in our company. So we need to make sure that we have, you know, consistent base load uh, power and energy, if you will, to, to make sure that we can support our, our customers. But we are augmenting that with, with solar power and other technologies to, um, to be more sensitive and, and, and reduce our carbon footprint. We recently um, just approved a capital expenditure, expenditure, excuse me, in our uh, Fresno facility out in California, where we're going to spend several million dollars installing a solar system, which will provide uh, the large majority of our power to that facility. And we also have similar systems in in, in our other facilities, and um, we're going to continue to invest in those types of things uh, 
to reduce our footprint. We're also just being, you know, really wise and, and doing some some very basic things. Like uh, we have a, a team we formed in the business, uh, the green team, and and it's made up of, of people from different uh, different parts of the world and different levels in the organization, and and they're driving uh, organic initiatives in, in in the business. And and uh, one of those that they recently kicked off is uh, reducing and and moving towards eliminating single use plastics in in our facilities. And, um, and so we've, uh, benchmarked where we are and, and, um, and we're working really hard to, uh, to eliminate that, um, the use of those, um, where we can in our facilities and, and get, get as, as far as we can towards zero. And then where we do use, um, where we do use plastics or, or, other things like aluminum that can be recycled, we're also being very aggressive around recycling programs. And we really want to be part of the circular economy in the end. Right. Well, you know, we've talked about how Trillium is a a very global business. And, you know, the globe has certainly changed with COVID. So what effect has COVID had on Trillium and, and how it interacts with its customers? Great, great question. And before I can answer the the customer part of your question, let me start with really what I see as the most important one, and that's how the 2,500 people within Trillium that are dispersed around the globe interact. Because I've been, I've never been more proud of a, a team than than I am of ours. And um, you know, I wish I could take credit for for driving it, but boy, there's just been some real creative minds um, and great technology applied that have really kept our whole team connected. Mm-hmm. And moving forward, and even socially connected, which which is very important um, that we get to know each other. And our team has responded very well. I mean, many of our team around the world are still working from their homes, but I think they feel very much a part of something and engaged, and that's quite important for us. And and I believe if we get that right, which which I believe we're doing that will translate into engagement with our customers. And that's what we're seeing. So we're finding ways to engage with our customers, to to share with them the value that we can provide them in their operations and through these, uh, specifically through these challenging times and going forward. Uh, we're using new tools such as this podcast to to reach our market and, and and customers, and you know we're doing that in in kind of fun informational ways like like this. But we're also doing some very formal things where we can continue to educate engineers um, and others uh, in the industry about the value that we can bring to the industry. Well, and that's that's exactly it. I mean, you know. Just two years ago, we were at, you know, conferences and, you know, in those breakout sessions, we were learning, but then in the hallways and over lunch, you know, we were networking and connecting with with others in the industry. So I think uh, you're right that these podcasts have kind of been able to replace that to an extent, uh, offer some of the insights and, and you know, kind of one-on-one conversations. It's just a, a one-to-many conversation. Uh, and then being able to offer that insight and and basically just knowledge base that that happens kind of organically and and so that's really what uh, what we want to accomplish with this podcast, right? Absolutely. You know, we want to use this um, this podcast as a as a platform for others in the industry. And that's really all stakeholders in the industry to 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 get to know us, get to understand what we're doing, what we value. 
and the value that we can bring uh, to the industry and, and quite frankly, get to know the great people that we have in the business and the great products and applications uh, that we participate in. And, and um, you know, we, we don't know it all in the industry. There's a lot of great competitors and, and um, customers that are, are, are very knowledgeable. And, you know, we, we hope that this turns into a, a constructive exchange at one point. Um, but where we really want to start is, is um, sharing, you know, our thought leadership, what, what we're developing, what we're doing, uh, where we're focused in the industry and where we think we can add incremental value compared to others. And um, I'm just really excited to use this as a platform, another platform to start to get that message out. Absolutely. Well, uh, as we start to wrap up today, uh, we've touched a little bit on a little on a lot, uh, but uh, overall then, uh, what else can listeners really expect from this podcast and, and how it's going to help their their projects succeed? I'm going to just take you back. This, this uh, company, I refer to it at times as a 150-year-old startup because mm-hmm. we have some great products and great brands and people that have been in, in, in our businesses for a long, long time. But what we've worked really hard to do is take a fresh perspective in the industry and what we're doing and what we're, we're, we're uh, delivering to customers, but utilizing that experience. And I'm just really excited to have customers um, and others in the industry hear from our experts and hear from those that have been doing this for years, but also hearing about what we're doing from from a new perspective and and what new value we can we can add to them. And um, you know, we we have great talent in this company, and we've we've got great thinking. Um, and new ways to add value, and and that's what um, that's what our customers are going to hear about, and and others. And um, I'm just really excited for the world, if you will, to hear from the great employees we have. David Parody, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Shelby. I look forward to doing it again. Take care. And that does it for this episode of Flowcast. Be sure to subscribe to hear new episodes. Until next time, I'm Shelby Skirhawk. <laughs>